Guess who's back? Guess who's back? It's us. Plenty of opinions in the house. <laughs> Ew. Uh, we're here again to talk to you again about what it's like to be people like us. Wife, mothers, friends, daughters, employees, bosses, thoughts. All the things. All the things all at once. I'm Janae. And I'm Zuri. And this is episode two. Can you fake it with me, though? All right. Let's get into the episode. Okay, Zuri. Would you? I'm going this week. You going? What's going on? Okay, I'll go. I'll okay. Go. I have a... I'm serious this time. A serious one. This is deep? It's deep. All right. Value your growth. The experience and lessons learned through your mistakes are necessary for your success. Learn, apply, and then excel. That's from Rob Hill Sr. And sometimes he be knowing. Sometimes he got some gems. Sometimes. Sometimes. Um, mine is related to this week's topic. And it is from Nikki Giovanni. If now isn't a good time for truth, I don't see when we'll get to it. Nikki Giovanni be knowing. She got gems. All right. So the inspo for this week. Um, several weeks ago, Amanda Seals, friend in my head. Friend in your head? I don't know. She a mutual friend because she a friend in the head. So okay. I see her at brunch and stuff. Okay, okay. Friend in my head posted a video to her Instagram that has inspired the Twitterverse and beyond to examine and open a conversation about how Black men and Black women relate once they're in a relationship. The clip is old, but the conversation it ignited is it has timeless relevance. It originally took place in 1971 between James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. And I'm going to play a clip for you now. Of course you can lie to me, and you will, if you love me, and you're going off with Maddie someplace, you're lying to me. Because what the hell do I care about the truth? I care if you're there. Let Billy Holiday say, hush now, don't explain. All right, I accept that. Of course, All of right, course you lie to me, because I don't even want to care. What, what does the truth matter? And why are you going to be truthful with me when you lie to everybody else? You lied when you smiled at that cracker down the job, right? Lie to me, smile. Treat me the same way you would treat him. I can't treat you, you the must. Way I treat him. You must. Because I've caught the I've caught the frowns and the anger. He's happy with you. Of course he doesn't know you're unhappy. You grin at him all day long. You come home and I catch hell because I love you. I get least of you. I get I get the very minimum. And I'm saying, you know, fake it with me. Is that too much of the black woman to ask of the black man? So even though their conversation happens in a time that had the civil rights movement as a context for it. The, the questions or the things that come out of it are very still relevant today. And you can see that from the comments going around it. You know, fake it with me. Is that too much for a black woman to ask a black man? It's truly moving to listen with, to the many layered interpretations and meanings. But scrolling through the comments makes it obvious that some people might have missed the point. We looked deep into the comments to observe the discourse. And we saw a comment that leads us to today's question. In love, most assume your partner should be a safe place for the version of you that is real naked and unfiltered. They're there to support you and share your burdens, but doesn't your partner deserve the best version of you? Should you fake it? And if so, do you want love at all if it's fake? So we have two very special guests on the show today who you've heard a lot about in the first episode. So and we decided- And we just, we'll continue to hear about after this. <laughs> yeah, we just decided we'll rip the Band-Aid off and just, you know, bring them on Front Street nice and early. It is. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Our husbands- <laughs> Iman and Mike. Hi, guys. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having us. Hello. Uh, uh, Iman, please don't be rude. <laughs> <like that. laughs> That's Iman. Um, Zuri's husband is Mike. Say hi, Mike. Hi, everyone. And my husband is Iman. Hello. And they are actually best friends for years. So this will be a very interesting conversation. It'll probably be two against two. We Hopefully hope. not. <laughs> um, they to seem it. to think that they're going to be recurring guests, but we'll see how they do today. Only one of us thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll also see if our relationship survives this conversation. But anyway. So guys, we'll start off how we start with all of our guests. We'll ask you um, some questions such as, where are you from? Where do you, what do you do for a living? Are you married? If so, for how long? And then we'll close out with your cheat code. So. I'm interested to see what the answers are to are you married? Iman, you want to go first? Are you Mike? You want to go first? You want to go first? Iman's going first. That's what I heard. Oh, okay. So I'm Iman. I'm from the Bronx. I've been. I'm married, right? I don't know. Are you? Okay. Yep. I'm definitely married. You can say happily. <laughs> yes. I'm happily married for let's see, 2015. Oh my years. God! Really? I you got better start counting the months, Mike. <laughs> At least I knew the year. Right. Um, we've been married for three years. Let me help you out. I just called it four. Okay. 
And what do you do for a living? Oh, I am an entrepreneur. I own my own business. All my right. business is that, babe. Plug it. Plug it. I, Get that bag. <laughs> I own a state farm in Brooklyn, and we do all kinds of insurance. Mm-hmm. Whatever you need, I got. Call Iman. Call, Call Iman. Iman. We insure NYC. For all your insurance oh. needs. Okay, that's a short commercial. Continue. You deserve it. You sponsored the podcast. So. Right. Mike, let's go. Um, hi, everyone. I am Mike Morgan. Um, I'm from the Bronx as well. What are the other questions? What do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an assistant principal. I've been an educator for, this is year number 12, um, New York City Department of Education. So shout out to all the uh, educators listening. Um, what else? What am I missing? Are you mad? <laughs> this is a trick question because oh. they're asking if we're, if we're married and clearly they invited their husbands on. But <laughs> You just yes, have to play the game. Yes, I'm happily married. Um, How long have you been married? Oh, that's another trick question. Eight months. I, eight months now because we're in March. Um, <laughs> eight months, yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Uh, and Iman, do you have a cheat code you want to share with us? Yeah. My cheat code is... What is my cheat code, Mike? You want me to share mine? Yeah, share yours. <laughs> um, Dang, you guys are like Tweedledee and Tweedledum right now. Don't do that. Leave my friend alone. Um, you know, it's funny. I had uh, like three different cheat codes, but I actually had another one that just popped in my brain after listening to um, Here we go. the the audio of um, Nikki and um, James. And I think my cheat code to share today is know your worth and speak your truth. All right. Um, I like that. I like that. We snap. Oh, we snap. Okay. If, we okay. if we agree. If we don't agree, we, we silence. <laughs> okay. I like that. My cheat code is, you are your biggest hater. Ooh. Oh. Okay. Message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Like I'll too. snap. Okay, guys. Let's get into it. So, in bearing your partner's, is bearing your partner's burdens part of the gig? Or would you prefer they sugarcoat their reality for you? And go. Start. Who wants to start? You have, yeah. I I mean, I think that's a false binary question. Oh, okay. Tell them. You got to speak on it. Speak on it. Because you're acting like it has to be one or the other, and it can't be a mix of both. Okay. So keep on going. Expand on that thought. That's like asking somebody, "Did you get here by hard work or good luck?" Okay. It's not. It's not one or the other. I can't expect someone to always give me everything raw and real all the time. And I can't expect somebody to just fake it with me all the time. But under ideal circumstances, what would you prefer? Yeah. And from your partner. Because I think in listening to Nikki, I think she has an ideal scenario. That's what it seems like. Right. Based on what she's saying, unless I'm hearing that wrong. Because she's like, fake it with me like you fake it with the white man that you're working at this job for. And it's like in that time period, or even people now with their bosses or whatever, just faking it. But like all the time. So so she's saying do the same thing. And I'm kind of like all the time. Yeah, I think that what she's talking about is like. I was given an example when I was trying to like think through this episode with Zuri, where I was talking about like you can bring it down to the level of like your partner doesn't like their job. And so they have like Sunday scaries, which is something that we have dealt with mm-hmm. together. Right? right. Where they just their whole attitude and whatnot changes when they know they have to go to work on Monday morning. Sure. And in that situation, they're not giving you and your family the best version of themselves. Right. And I think she's talking about that. She's saying like, that's great. When you're out, when you're out at your job on Monday morning, you're going to be all shiny and bright, even though you don't want to be there. So why do I have to deal with the monster of you on Sunday night? I should get the best of you. Right. I don't think that she's saying, I get why you say like, it's a false binary question, but I think she's saying, should we be making sure we're giving our best effort to the people who give us their best effort mm-hmm. instead of putting on a happy face for those who don't know us and being conscious about it and being right. conscious about it and being conscious about the effort we're putting in with our family and the people who love us most, or is it the alternative, which was what I think James Baldwin is representing by saying like, actually you are the person who I should be able to be my true unfiltered on un- whatever self for. I shouldn't have to overthink how I act with you. Right. I think that's more the question than like fake it or not. Yeah. I think it's like a little bit less all or nothing. Mm -hmm. It's a nuanced question. Right. But I don't know what the thoughts are on that. My thought is in listening to it 
and knowing how I can behave on a Sunday night before it's time to go work <laughs> on a Monday morning, it actually made me be introspective about how I behave, right? Mm-hmm. And be like, actually, why do these people who don't really give a shit about me get the best of me on a Monday morning or whatever that right. is? Uh-huh. And yeah, I should be more conscious and be more present with my family. And even despite how I'm feeling mm-hmm. separately and be able to compartmentalize that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I process the question. But I don't know if that helps you with your binary Yeah, I mean, issue. You know, it definitely does. Because, you know, I was listening to something the other day and I was just thinking about my own upbringing. Like my dad hated his job. He's mm-hmm. very clear about that. I hate going to that place. And it would impact his mood throughout the house. But he wasn't there showing them smiles and being shiny with them either. He's just like, nah, I'm not messing with y'all. So if certain things happened at his job, I would know without knowing what happened at his job. Mm -hmm. So he always kind of imparted on me like, look, I'm having you get this education so that you don't have to work at a place that you hate. Right. So I heard something recently where um, a guy was talking about his father and he was saying, basically, he never came home upset. Never, ever from his job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Like, how is that even That's completely different. Your experience. Right. right. And even from my own experience, but not my experience with my dad. Like, I'm not blaming him for anything. Just me as a human being. Like, just going through your day. How do you That's just true. come yeah. home and just like. Right. And they started to have a conversation about, yeah, that's what the, that's what the driveway is for. So, mm-hmm. you know how. When you go on that interview or you speak to your boss or you read any type of like information about how to handle your career, it's like leave your emotions at the door, right? When you come here, you come here to work. Don't bring all the baggage that you have from home. He was doing the opposite. I just had a long, hard day at work. Why am I then coming into the house bringing all that baggage with me? Right. Exactly. So he pull up in the driveway. He takes his five to 20 minutes, listens to his music, decompress, read, whatever, and then... He gets out of the car, walks in the house, and is like, now I'm ready to take on whatever's happening with the family, and I'm leaving all that stuff behind. Mm -hmm. I think that's how, like, I feel about it. Like, I think, I mean, and correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) darling, um, but I think (laughs) when I come home from work, I do a really good job of meeting her and, like, just, you know, being happy and in the moment with her, regardless of whatever has happened at work on any given day. Um, I'm not sure who I agree with in that snippet, whether it's like Nikki or or James. Part of me feels like James has the better argument. I think you said something earlier, Janae. I think um, the, the better question to ask is why? Mm-hmm. You know, why is it that we feel that we need to give better to these folks at work? Um, or on the outside. Or even, or even on the outside, yeah, yeah, yeah. outside of the relationship. But, I and, use work as but an I, example. But. Work is an example, but I think also what she's talking about in the snippet, because with work and just considering the context of the time period, I'm imagining folks going into a place, mm-hmm. hostile environment, mm-hmm. white people that are not you know, respecting them, you know, treating them unfairly, X, Y, and Z. And then they're going home and they have all this stuff that they dealt with and- you now take it out on your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And she's talking um, about like violence also. She's talking about like beating and right, stuff like that. Right. We're not taking it to that level. But right. Sure. Which is like, you know, a whole like power thing as well. You don't have power in the workplace and you don't right. have power outside. And when you do come home and you do have a bit of power. So you have to exert it. You feel like you do need to exert it. And you have somebody that you supposedly quote unquote um, can exert it on. So you do that. Um, but again, like that question of why. So why is it that you are in a place in the first place where you feel like you have to put on a fake face mm-hmm. where you feel like you need to be something that you're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to the point that when you come home, you are now really something that you're not mm-hmm. because you all day you have been practicing doing something other than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a part of the reason for, you know, my, my, my life hack or whatever y'all call it. Cheat code. Uh, cheat code. Thank um, you very much. You know, like, you know, know your worth. Um, Cause at the end of the day, I wouldn't put myself in that environment. But I also understand the context now, 2019, is completely different from what was happening. When that conversation originally When that conversation happened, but in like a lot of different spaces. Yeah. You know, so like, what is it that people are actually allowing themselves to be subject to on a day-to-day basis that allows them to, or not allows them to, but places them in in a situation where they cannot be themselves? I think you also, I agree with what you're saying, but I think that 
you're looking from a lens where you have the luxury of working in an environment that you love with people that you love. You have that luxury. You have people that look like you. So you don't you don't have to be someone that you're not and you don't have to to transition when you come home to to be something else. And I, you do a very great job of compartmentalizing. But if you're working in a predominantly white environment, <laughs> right, exactly. Hey, I gotta be something that I'm not with right. the Caucasians. No. <laughs> right. No. And so oh, you're, 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 you're the closing part of your question was like, why are people putting themselves in this situation? But sometimes you don't have a choice and we all code switch and have to be yep. something that we're not. And even the way you talk with your partner or your close friends is different than you'll talk in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's not, that, sh- that shouldn't be the focus. It's more so being conscious of aware of who you are with your partner. Like, I think that if you come home, like you do a good job of like not bringing work home and I'll always ask like, well, how was your day? And we talk about our days, but I want you to feel, and I want—I would think people want their partners to feel like, be yourself with me. Like, if you had a rough day, let's talk about it. Like, l- let me roll my eyes at your coworker the next time I see them too. Like, what's the struggle? <laughs> you know, like, I'm here with the team. Yeah, right. we're in this together. And I, I'm curious from like the male's perspective, like, do they feel like, do men feel like they have to come home and be like everything? Like, do you have to have the garage or the driveway moment with your partner? I'm interested oh. to see what Iman thinks about this because I know in the struggle that I went through at my job the last few years mm-hmm. that it could have been, it's like a heavy burden to hear the same things all the time with no progress. And so I, I'm interested to see what you think about the questions Zuri just asked. And like, if there is a point where you're just like, I'm over this. And like, I've heard now, enough. Please right. now, I don't like, I am on your team, but like, I'm good now. I don't need to hear this anymore. That's a good question. No, I don't feel that way about that in particular mm-hmm. but like that's why my that's why you know my cheat code is you are your biggest hater mm-hmm. because you know i'm like your biggest cheerleader right i always say that i'm your biggest cheerleader so if you're like oh this job is doing this or i'm not getting this or i'm not getting that and i'm like okay we'll do something different mm-hmm. I, I don't say it in that way but I, I, I try and help you out of the situation or maybe I just listen to you. But then at the same time, it's like, okay, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Or we'll talk about it. You say, I'm interested in this. Or I'm interested in that. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's pursue that. Let's go for it. And then somehow, like most people, they talk themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. And they just continue with what's comfortable, even though at the time, they may really not like it. But do you ever get to a point where it's like exhausting of your own mental space? Not for to me. To take on someone else's stuff? It depends on who that someone else is. Yeah. Mm. But for, for your partner? For my, for my partner? No. no. Oh, right. I was about to yeah. say. I think the... Yeah. <laughs> See, no, no. I'm just a safe space. I, I'm just checking. You know, he may <laughs> feel comfortable. He wanted to tell me something he couldn't tell me before. I'm here, boo. In the safety of friends. Right. No, but still. So you feel like you never reach like an immense exhaust point where you're just like, yes. I have my own stuff going on. No, I mean... Oh, you said yes. I said yeah, yes, but it, it depends on what it is. If it's like something that you're dealing with that's a heavy burden, it's like, no, that's like, that's that's easy. For, I actually enjoy trying to help you out with that. But if it's the constant ideas about, yo, I just had this new entrepreneurial <laughs> idea. I'm going to come up with DoorDash before it's DoorDash. Oh, I'm gonna come up with. Wait, don't hate because I did come up with DoorDash before it was DoorDash. Just stop. So just stop right now. I'm actually not hating. (laughs) You came up with the idea. I'm like, okay, great. So you're gonna do it? Oh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, I started making these pillows. I put on my idea shelf. Why don't you put these pillows up on Etsy? Oh, I don't know if I can make it to the quality of that other people wanted. (laughs) I'm like, okay. Oh, I just came up with this other idea. And every two weeks is some new idea. We and just then, we just I'm hit like, the marriage counseling couch. I'm like, this, this just got really. Personal. Tell me more, yeah. Iman. Tell me more. This, what, what else is, is happening we, at home? Iman? But this Talk is what we're talking about, right? Yeah, it is what we're talking about. Right. So, so that type of stuff where I'm like, yeah, so just do it, just do it. After a while, I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. So, for, so let's let's like modify the question in those situ- <laughs> in those situations. Should she not be coming up with any more ideas and bringing and them sharing them with you, or should I just keep it to myself because you're you're exhausted, or filter the ideas? Like, this one I'm really serious about. So, like, you know, fake it or not? Nah, don't fake it. Keep telling me. I'm going to filter them out. Okay. I'm just just giving you the the, the fake response. You're like, oh, blah, 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 blah. Like, really? Oh, okay. I can't wait to see it. That's that's messed up, Iman. Because the right way to deal with that is to make my ideas come to fruition. But that's okay. We'll talk to a psychiatrist about that. Or at least help help you think them through and, you know, like really help you strategize about it and, you know, just talk it out. Mike, do you ever feel, well, you said no, that you never reach like a burden point of like, I can't, I don't have the mental 
space or vacancy or capacity to take on anybody else's stuff right now? You said for your partner, you never feel like that. Um, yeah, not for my partner. Definitely outside mm-hmm. of the home. But when I come home, no, I think um, this is like a sacred space. Yeah, so it sounds like you agree more with James Baldwin. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that like you don't have to like put on airs for me. Right. You can just be your unfiltered, authentic self for me. Yes, my unfiltered, authentic self, but that also means I'm not taking anything out on my loved one. Because that can right. also oh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. that can get, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that can also be like your authentic Enough, self. So yeah, like yeah. you can really come home and, and start, be that like, kind yeah. of person. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. but emotionally if it's I feel like we're, I'm a, we're I'm a combo. Like, combo yeah, because I like I know for a fact there have been days that I come home and like he's ready to start talking to me. And I'm like, I can't do this right now. I just need a moment. Mm-hmm. I need a moment to like kind of gather myself. And then he's like, well, how was your day? I was like, it was great. But clearly it wasn't because I needed a moment to kind of get my life to, to, to even and, be able to, to speak credit, to you. There are days when she won't say it's great. She'll say, I need a moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And I get that. I respect that. But yeah. she's not taking out whatever negative energy on me. She's not yelling at me or snapping yeah. at me. She'll say kindly. I just need a moment. So, I'm like, okay. And I can I can read the cues and I give her a moment and then she'll come check back in five, 10, whatever, how long it takes, mm-hmm. you know, and let me know what's going on. Right. So, so Z, you said you're a combo. Do any of us know anybody or know of anybody that is not? That's not a combo of both? Right. Where someone is like, they when they come home all the time, they're always showing their best self to their partner. Well, you just gave us an example of that. The guy who you said sits in his garage before he comes inside his house. He uses his garage as his like cleansing space to cleanse all that out. So he comes into his house positive. Right. He's an example of that. And then a negative example of that, we might not know someone. Right. Like know know someone someone in our circle. But I'm sure we can extrapolate an example from Mm -hmm. other stories we heard that are not intimate to us mm-hmm. of people who come home and beat on their wife because they're dealing with emasculation issues work, or yeah. low self-confidence right. or they're getting beat up outside and now they're emotionally abusive to the people that they're around or uh-huh. like I think that we can we know that there's examples out there just because in our group of friends mm-hmm. where we all come from very similar backgrounds and outlooks mm-hmm. with nuance we don't know any mm-hmm. doesn't mean that doesn't exist right what I'm interested in is like what you guys think about what Nikki said right because Nikki is saying like she doesn't want any of that fake it for me. Mm-hmm. And and what do you think about that? Like, do you think she's onto something with that? Or do you think, why why do you think she would say something like that? Or what do you think she's missing out by asking for that? I kind of want us to talk I a little think, bit about Nikki's point of view. I think her point of view is interesting. I'm still like processing like her, her point of view, but I think it's very interesting. The request, asking somebody to come home and, and fake it with you is such a like, you know, when you peel back a comment like that, I think what she really wants, she just wants, I don't know, for you to provide or give her what she really needs, whether you are in a space to do it or not. It's like trying to think of a good example. What would be a good example of that? I was going to use food because my wife loves food, but. Oh, me or you? But so do I. You like food too, Food is a thing. Um, Food is life. I mean, I don't Help me out. Give me an example. Or like, didn't you have like comments? Yes. Let me get those comments up. I think I think what she's saying, though, while I look for these comments, is that the same level of energy that you put towards the outside world, come home and give me that same energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether you, you, the energy that he's giving out is smiling in the white people's face, come home and smile at me. Like, fake it with me. Don't, don't come and give me the worst part of yourself. I'm home mm-hmm. lumpy and... Yeah. yeah like, if you, you smile... Driver, yeah. You know how you walk down the hallway and you see your coworker and you give a fake smirk, like... You know, I give me. I don't smile in the hallway. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been giving people the ice grill during the hallway. I didn't even we would know, know that friends. was a thing. I didn't even know that was a thing that you were supposed to smile at people. I had to ask him on about. Yeah, that or even give like a little. <laughs> like you don't have to. You don't have to show teeth. Today. You give everybody the ice grill. You don't have to show teeth. You just give like a little, lift your eyebrows up. Yo, but, you know, I swear to you, I did not know that was a thing. No, that's a good point though that you bring up, Ziam. And I think even. Even if I don't have a bad day at work, or I think what she would be saying, like, even if you don't have a bad day at work, I still want you to come home and be this way with me. It's almost like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I need as far as to make sure we are in a certain space. And like, hey, just provide this for me, regardless of how you're feeling. It's almost like me taking my wife out on a date Mm -hmm. and I'm not in the moment. Like, we're on this date. It's supposed to be great. But I'm sitting there and I'm just sour the whole time. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, what's the point of the date at if that point like that. if I'm going to be sour? So even if I'm not feeling great 
about the date. I took my, I made the decision to take my wife out on a date. That's when Nikki's asking I'm going to smile. Yeah. Right. I'm going to make yeah. sure while we're out at dinner, I'm going to order the wine. You know, go ahead, order the steak. I'm going to be engaged in the conversation. I'm not going to be sitting there sour, quiet, yeah. not drinking, not having a good time. Don't want to take the selfie. Um, and I think that's essentially it. Like, just make sure that you provide that that happy space and you keep that happy space regardless of whatever's going on. And and also, if you think about it and really unpack what she's saying, when else does she get that? Yeah. Well, I think that's what she's saying, right? She's like, I don't, like, I, I expect it from you. I don't really get that anywhere else. Exactly. So, so like, if I don't get it with you, I get it nowhere. And if this is like really the person I love, I should be, I should make sure, I should go out of my way to make sure that I'm not the person adding on to whatever it is that might be making her feel unhappy. But shouldn't you also be okay because it is your partner and your person that loves you that if you feel like being sour at the table and not talking, that's okay too? Yes, I, but. Right? Because you're yes, putting it on yeah, them. There's a way to yes, go about but. doing that. Okay. Yes, but. Yes, but. Because the but is, there's a way to go about doing that. Okay. So if I am in a funk, that's okay. I'm human. I'm allowed to be in a funk just like everyone here at this table. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not communicating to you how I'm mm. feeling, why I'm feeling this way, yeah, there's a huge difference for me just coming in and being in the funk and not sharing with you why I have that funk. Yeah, and, and then so to you, I'm acting like a jerk. I might be short. I'm not being responsive. Right. I'm not yeah, being yeah, loving, yeah, yeah. caring, and X, Y, and Z. But if there's no context to go along with it. Right. Is it, is it me? Is it work? What's going on? Right. And there's a difference between one time and it's like an all the time, time thing. thing. Because an all the time thing, it can get, get mentally taxing for the other person. Right. Z, hit us. Okay. One Instagrammer, should I give the name? What's their name? What's so. the name? Okay, I don't know. Shout them out. Okay. So we don't one, them like that. one Instagrammer comments in response to, to the video. Um, this is why our grandparents stuck together. This is an old school method. With segregation and getting beat by the cops, all they had was each other. In order to keep a straight face for the kids, they had to fake it. After a while, it became second nature. Then they couldn't tell whether it was real or fake, but they were together for 50 to 60 years. We don't do that these days. Always got to keep it real, but sometimes you have to be a little fake to keep the peace. So when the clouds leave and the sun comes out, you will still be there for each other. That's why relationships only last about five to 15 years, which I think is a long time these days. Sometimes <laughs> keeping it real will make things go wrong. Why can't you? When keeping it real goes wrong. <laughs> I love that. Why can't, well, I don't understand why you can't keep it real, but still be kind about it and not be malicious or aggressive. Like I can keep it real. I can let somebody know how I'm feeling. Yeah that I'm having a bad day, that, you know, today wasn't great, things were rough, I need a moment. Yeah. And I can still do that in a way where you can mm-hmm. say, oh, okay, I understand, and give me my and moment. And empathize. Right, exactly. Right. Like, there's no reason for me to come home. I don't have to come home and, 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 and yeah, you know, just go wild and start knocking stuff over on the table. Ah, why you ain't, why you ain't cook? Why my food ain't 68 degrees exactly? Ooh, you know, I like, there's no reason to do that. Like, I can still come the home. You see under the current, these are the ideas that come to his no, head. No, I'm just so saying. So just keep your eyes out. Zero. 68 degrees? 68 degrees. It can't be too hot. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be too hot. If it's too hot, it burns like the roof of oh, your mouth. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you ever get the roof of your mouth burnt and then you feel like you have that piece of skin hanging Every down? time I eat pizza. pizza. Let me tell y'all are too greedy. Thank you, Because that's never... Has the roof of your mouth ever been burnt, Iman, by pizza? And you feel like you have a flap at the top of your roof of the mouth hanging down and you're like, this is annoying? Yeah. I'm so happy this happens. You know, I go through things, babe, where I'm, I'm just like, this is only happening to me. Stop. Y'all need to start a group. <laughs> green, green we we wanted to start a group to. once. This is one of the ideas of my idea show. <laughs> okay. It was like, what is it? Greed God Diving Club? I forgot. We came up with a bunch of names for- I feel like um, it was Don't share God with the people unless y'all plan on doing yeah, it again. Yeah, not, not, oh, not yet. Not yet. Not you yet. You guys didn't hear that. Just erase it like um, MJ. What is it? Men in Black. Right. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. I digress as per usual. I, I agree with you. I think you should be able to keep it real and honest with your partner. Because like, if you can't keep it real with them, then who can you keep it real with? Your priest? But how about some <laughs> parents don't even like each other? And they, they, faked and they, it, they faked it so much they didn't know what was real or fake? How right. How sound? I feel like at that point, <laughs> you, you just kind of stay right. with them out of comfort. Like you just are out of habit, routine. You've just been with this person so long. All right, I'm, I'm here. I've been here. I might as well just stay here because where am I going? Like, yeah. And weird. I mean, I feel like that faking at the end of the day, that's just unhealthy. Um, just listen to that that 
comment from the you know, anonymous individual. <laughs> um, like, what does that do to the kids at the end of the day? Yeah. You know, you're faking it with the kids. At what point do you share with the kids and explain to them and mm-hmm. like communicate to the kids? Like, and how help them become and, healthy like, adults. What's happening with yeah. you and your world and at work and X, Y, and Z so that they can avoid it, so that they know how to navigate the space. If you don't share it with them. It just becomes a cycle. They're going to be just like you yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah, I think the best point that you made was about like communicating, right? Because the things that our grandparents probably didn't do that we're better about is being much more transparent in our communication. Yeah, And even men, especially men in this new day of manhood, in the new age of manhood, are more allowed to be have license to speak their feelings. Whereas our grandparents probably didn't. Like the old ways of masculinity didn't really allow them to do that as much. So... I think the communication bit of it, Mike, that you were pointing out is actually the real thing. Like you can, it's not about actually being fake or not. It's about being real about how you're like, why you feel a certain way. And that comment, does that speak to any of your grandparents? Because I'm just thinking about my grandparents right now. Mine, it speaks to mine. It speaks to yours. Yeah. I can see my my parents who, like my um, father's parents. Yeah. For sure. For sure. I can see that being with my grandparents, like even now. My maternal grandparents. For sure. Mm-hmm. Which grandparents are you thinking about for you? Your Trini grandparents? Because no. this doesn't apply to Caribbean people. No. I'm, <laughs> first of all, actually, it was probably more so on the Caribbean side. Oh, yeah, side. probably. Yeah. yeah. I feel like the Caribbean side, they definitely yeah, stick together just so, out yeah. of like, uh, even more guys, so, like, habit, like, routine. Right. On a reevaluation, that right. was well, an erroneous call. On okay. tr- um, yeah. On my mother's <laughs> side, she had 12 kids. They 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 beefing with each other. They beefing with all them kids. They trying to right. <laughs> first of all, it's 12 against two, right. yeah. so they got to stick right. together. Yeah, yeah. True, true. I'm not. And I'm thinking about my pop side. My grandparents was wild. Like, real wild. Like, so that doesn't hold true to them. My grandmother tried to chop off a person's head. In the with wait, a hatchet. You, you serious? Serious? I'm serious. Serious. But you know his father though, so you. So wait, hold on. Let's unpack this. So she tried to chop up somebody's head. Let me tell you something. So was it her husband's multi, head? Like what happened? Multi-family. The neighbors upstairs. The husband used to beat on the wife uh-huh. all the time. My grandmother was like, "You know what? I'm about tired of this. I got something for that ass." Went upstairs with one of her <laughs> sons, dragged him outside. Which son? Fighting. I want to know. Name him. Don't don't name no names. You want you wanted Instagram names though. Fighting. Fighting, beating up the husband of both of them, oldest son and her, beating him up, put his head in the picket fence. Grandma went back inside uh-uh. the house, got the hatchet, and is coming outside. My grandfather's coming home from work and had to stop her. Let me ask you a question. Does this happen in the Bronx? Of course. Right. That's some real, this is why the Bronx has a bad reputation. <laughs> Honestly, that really sounded like it could have been in the West Indies. I really, I really was not going to guess the Bronx. <laughs> Definitely someone in the West Indies. Not all grandparents are created evil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think true. the common now, I think more often than not, grandparents are not using hatchets on no, people. I'm trying to let you know. You never know. <laughs> I'm just trying to let you know. Keep it real and go a little too far. I guess. <laughs> do you have another E? Um, um, yes, I do. All right. So this one is nice and sweet. <laughs> um, we have to do better as black men to our women for black women to feel to feel like this hurts my heart I would never want my woman to feel like I will have to lie to her to express my real feelings I, I would never fake my feelings towards my queen because my home is where I want to be in the first place I'm most happy when I come home because that means I don't have to deal with the BS out there in the world I'm so glad to see my family just to sit and chill out with my woman in my arms and kids all around watching TV or talking to one another that is the best feeling in the world Living I want to bring the doom and gloom to my house He's living the dream. But I also don't think bringing, being real and means transparent doom, means doom and, gloom. doom and gloom. Right. That That's what I was essentially getting at before. Like, I can still be real and transparent and... By communicating. Not be wild. Yeah. It's like, but communication. how about y'all? I didn't share, like, what's y'all take on us when we come home? I mean, we have our own take, obviously, and I think we painted ourselves as angels. <laughs> you would I, hope. I know I'm one, but... You would hope. Ooh, child. You know, what do y'all think? I think I lean more towards what James Baldwin was saying because I am not a person who very readily, like I'm, I consider myself to be more of an introvert than an outrovert. Outrovert. Is that it? Extrovert. Extrovert. And I'm following you like, yes, an outrovert. You yeah, you really are. trying to help me. <laughs> yes. You're my friend. I was um, you. Then an extrovert, which means that I don't really like share, even with like my closest friends, like how my inner thoughts are, how I feel about things. And I really leaned, particularly on Iman, to do that, like to process what I'm dealing with outside of myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would be extremely hard for me to 
do the decompression thing. Like it's a very big part of my relationship with him to be able to use him as an outlet to like exercise my ideas or get like figure out what's even going on in my head, what's real, what's not, like what I'm dealing with. So I lean towards his side that he should be the James Baldwin side, that Iman should be the person that I get to be my true self with. Where I don't have to be out here and do all the codes and stuff like that. And that he should be able to accept whatever is coming out of my mouth for what it's for what it is. Like yeah, so I, that's why I was interested in having this conversation particularly with him because I wanted to hear, like, does he feel like that's a mental burden? Because I do rely on him so much for that. But that's me. I don't think I could fake it with him. And if I did, then, like, why am I even with, with him? him? Yeah, right. true. Why am I even here? That's not the right relationship for me then. Right. That's how so. I got it anyway. <laughs> Is that how you got me anyway? Yeah. You she just, was faking it with everybody else till she and got like, real. you like, I guess, Tell goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> so that's what you're going to do. You here now. You see this stuff right here? That's the type of stuff that's going to make me not let him come on this <laughs> I mean, it's, between it's, that and talking about my entrepreneurial ideas. It's the fact that you with him, though. Don't um, we don't know how you got there, but you there. The message is, guys, when you're choosing a partner, just think of it from all sides and make sure you're making <laughs> the right choose choices. Wisely. Choose, choose wisely. Choose wisely. Choose wisely. Don't let love cloud your judgment. <laughs> Just what's, lo- what's love got to do with what's it? What's love got to do with it? So that's my thoughts, Z. Well, like I said, I think I'm a combo of both um, because I come home and I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. And that's great that you have that self awareness, by the way. <laughs> ask, ask her. Oh, ask her who taught her that. I mean, you it's tried hard. it. It's hard. It's hard. I, well, you've taught me a lot of things. I don't know if that's one of the things that you've taught. Actually, you you did help me with that because I would come home and be like. Ew! And he's like, well, what's wrong with you? Like, well, I had a rough day. But then he, when I walk through the door, he, he's already ready to go. And I'm like, I'm just, I just got here. Like, I just, I just, I just survived a day. Right. So it, I grew and I've grown and <laughs> I'm still growing. But I'll be like, I just need a moment. Just get, just, and it, it sounds like that. I just, I just need a moment. And I like go sit on the couch or I do whatever I got to do. Um, and I think there's some days where he's like, Mike is really detailed. And specific about his day. You ask him how he, how his day was. He can start from seven thirty in the morning when he gets there until two forty five, six o'clock when he leaves. Well, he's got that good memory. And the, right, and then he'll be like, "How was your day?" And I'm like, "Oh, it was good." He's like, "So what'd you do?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was at work working." Like you, yeah, you know. Um, and I, I think part of it is just because like, I, who, who wants to hear about filing motion, like yeah. and like the things I do. But sometimes when I start giving details and complaining about the clients and things like that, he gets like excited and he wants to know more <laughs> about them. So I think I, I do a little bit of both where I'm just kind of like, I block it off, but still share a little bit. Or some days I'm just like, I don't really want to talk about it. It was a rough yeah. day. Okay. Yeah. I think what we learned from this conversation is that you don't have to either fake it or not, but communication is like the ultimate key, right? So like if you... You can't always unload your burdens on the other person, but if you're going to do it or you're going to feel like you want to be salty or whatever, you have to communicate with that person why that's going on. You have to give them more of the context of what's going on with you. Would you guys say that's a fair Agreed. summary? Yeah. I'll co-sign that. Yeah. And I'll just add that you should be you should be able to be yourself at home like yeah. with your partner. You should be able to be like your... Yeah. Your, your true naked your self. self. Yeah, I agree. And explain why you run around Because if naked. not, like, go somewhere else where you can be. Why you shout me out, Z? Why you shout me out? <laughs> I enjoy that. Oh, you do. Yeah, this is too. news to me, bro. She's it's like, well, not, when not- I got home, I got more stuff to tell you <laughs> <laughs> about today. You're right. I'm just kidding. All right. So, do we want to do some uh, amateur advice with these people out here? Word. Oh wait. Do you have anything else, like a thriving or anything like that? No, I'm here. Okay. Okay, my okay, best okay. Life. okay. Okay. So let's do uh, some amateur advice. We have two letters from two listeners who really want the male perspective on what they should do. With the situations at hand. First of all, you guys are our first boy guests. Oh. How do y'all wow. feel? Yeah, well, I feel so honored. I mean, it's only the second episode, though. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but still, but take you know, the honor. We, we inaugurated it. So, you know what I mean? All right. True. But thank y'all for having us on. Thank Blessing you for coming. the mic. Anyway, so Tina, I always say this, but names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. A few years ago, I met a guy after a tough breakup. He's older and charming and was the perfect distraction. While we got along, it was clear that this was just a rebound to get over what I had just gone through and wasn't going to move past that. Fast forward and we sort of ghosted on each other and went on to date other people. When my relationship ended, we ended up in touch again. Whereas before, it was only about sex, this time a real friendship emerged. We share a lot about ourselves and what's going on in our lives, but never talk about how we feel about each other particularly. I have friends 
feel friends. No, I have feelings for him and would want to explore what a relationship could be like, but I'm afraid to ask where we stand. There have been a few things that have happened since we've been back in touch that could be red flags, but I could also explain them away. He's scared. He doesn't know how I feel. I've ghosted him before, so he's unsure. It's hard for me to be brave because I'm afraid to say anything and risk our friendship going away entirely if he doesn't feel the same way or for him to think that I'm just some crazy girl who has feelings he doesn't have. Unfortunately, we have a lot of mutual friends, so it'd be hard to just confess and then disappear if he doesn't feel the same way. I'd be confronted by the embarrassment quite often. Do I ask him how he feels? Just keep things as they are and see how, how they develop? What do I do? Uh, Tina, you already know the answer to your question. What's the answer to her question, Mikey? So you got to communicate. You think so? Yeah, that's the theme of today's whole episode. Oh, I don't think she, so. She, she want to know if he like her or if she wasting time and she just sitting there. I don't know, playing, playing Candy Crush or something. <laughs> she just needs to say, yo, am I wasting my time? Like, where are we going? What is this? And, you know, like, trust your gut, Tina. Tina, you crazy. <laughs> That's what you think? I feel like the embarrassment and doubt is real, so I understand why she's hesitant. It's going to be even more embarrassing after she wasted two, three years of her life waiting. But who says she waiting? But it's going to be embarrassing if she asks him and he's like, ew, Tina, you have yuck mouth. Nah. He can't even not say that to her after all this time, all the things they've been doing. Because right, right, I would so shout gotta, his ass you out. You get over that. You're going to get rejected by him. somebody. So she should, should re- yeah, she needs to talk. Yeah. You're going to get rejected by somebody. I would, I would just change one thing. Instead of asking him, what does this mean and where are we at and blah, blah, blah. You're putting all the onus and the burden on him for something that you are trying to bring up. So I think you should let Agreed. him know how you feel and say, look. We have a friendship. This is the way I feel. I feel like I would like to be more than friends because I have these feelings about you. And we had this relationship in the past. And I think it's blossoming to something more. If you don't feel that way, that's fine. I still want to retain the relationship. But I wanted to put it out there and be fully transparent and see if I'm going to miss an opportunity with you. So how do you feel? Awkward, though, if he's like, not. No, no. Why does it make it awkward? If she does, if she does put herself out there, she has to be ready. for. You know what? That's major. What he's talking. That should be another topic for y'all. She does have to be ready for that. You can't ask people questions you're not ready to hear the answers to. Right. At the end of the day. You ask me a question, you need to be able to, or ready to hear the positive and the negative of that question. Period. Or okay. else you shouldn't ask the question. All right. I So when I listen to this letter, it makes me think about you like when we were dating. And I was just like, well, Mike, what do you want? But I think maybe Iman's right. Like I was like, well, this is what I'm looking for. Are you are you about this or not? Yeah. Or, or not. But you here? Look at you now. I was to say flourishing. Well, you you, you <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need you to say that. But you I see why they can't though. come back? Am I? It's true. You out here flourishing, sis. But it makes me think of Iman also. Like when Iman and I were just friends, I would have never if Iman. Did you would have asked him. No, no. we would have still been friends to this day if Iman never took that off. How long were we friends for? Like ten years. Yep. See, that's her fault. That's, That's crazy. You were in a she relationship. Almost, she was almost Tina. Not all, not all 10 years. She was Tina. Not you were in a relationship for a majority of that time. And no. when you and weren't, sister, I was. You didn't shoot your shot when he wasn't in a relationship. I did not He know had that. breaks every now and again, and you ain't shoot your shot. I was not aware of those When breaks. the court is clear, go and play. <laughs> you, when the court is clear, It's kettle and pot and over there. You better, you better simmer down. <laughs> you about to get called out. Because when court was clear. No, sis, you ain't come and play on the court either when it was clear. Oh, Never? You know, we're not going to go down this. Because I mean, you know what? Mm-hmm. Luckily, you here now. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, I can feel, I feel for you, Tina, but you just got to like, I kind of agree with the guys from my past experience. I probably wasted 10 years. Not just saying Or you enjoyed 10 years. I mean, Tina, I, shoot your shot. I yo. was living my best life, but like, yeah. So. Shoot your shot. I won. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. <laughs> I guess. All right. Second question. <laughs> Rebecca asks, my boyfriend and I have been together a long time. His father and stepmother asked if we could let his younger sister move in with us temporarily because they were having trouble with her. What was supposed to be a short three-month stay has turned into more than three years. Mm. On many occasions, his sister has not kept up her end of the bargain, for example, has not contributed to the bills because she's saving, quote-unquote, to get a place, but then has spent her savings foolishly and has repeatedly made very silly decisions otherwise that have set us us and her back financially and personally. My boyfriend has not held his sister accountable for many of her actions and has been unwilling to set rules and deadlines in various situations. In the rare occasion we do set a rule, he does not enforce it. 
During this time, our relationship has taken a hit primarily because of the stress the situation is putting on us. I feel trapped. I've spoken to him about how I feel, but understand that he is also stuck between me and his obligations to his family. His sister was supposed to have moved to the dorms in January and didn't follow through with that. I feel enough is enough and expect that she will move out. She's a full-time job and has saved up some money over the past few months. Although given we've supported her for the past three years, I'm extremely upset that she has not saved up more and suggested that a fair time was March or April for her to move out. So that's like now my boyfriend believes this deadline is unfair. I understand his desire to help his sister, but cannot understand why our relationship consistently takes a back seat. And why he is not as fed up with his sister's rude and selfish ways as I am. I want my life and my partner back. Please help. How can I get him to tell his sister to move out? That was a lot of information she just put in there. That was a lot. Um, but basically, he wants the sister to move out. She wants the she sister does. to move she out. Does. She does. He she doesn't. doesn't know. Well, he apparently does, but he hasn't said anything about it to her. Yeah, he he's an enabler. Iman, it's why are you just making faces? He's, he's a classic enabler. And essentially, the sister is probably the way that she is because the people that are in her family and around her constantly allow her to be that way. No one has had the courage or the gusto to stand up. And curve her. Forget to curve her. <laughs> Tell her about herself. Because yeah. curving her is one thing. Curving her doesn't solve the problem. Okay. Curving her removes you from the problem or mm-hmm. from engaging with her and being a part of the problem. Mm-hmm. But if you are direct, confront mm-hmm. her, Tell them about themselves, force them to look at themselves and the situation and what they're doing and reevaluate things. That's different. But it's not for her to do that because it's not her sister. He has to do it. No, no, I'm saying that's I what, think that's after what three he years, needs to do. Oh, yeah. That's what he needs to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't, How know, does she I don't know what to tell Rebecca. I mean, essentially, to Rebecca needs to. Out. Iman, you're a savage. She needs so to, she needs to talk to him. This is going to be so that's crazy. Why, that's why I'm sitting here like, uh, I don't know if I'm the right one because Mike just gave a very responsible. <laughs> No, no, but, but honestly, what, three years is a happened. long that's time. That should have been happening all her life, but yeah, it yeah. hasn't, which is why she is where she is. Yeah, yeah. Yo, what's her name again? Rebecca. Yo, Rebecca, Rebecca just started acting crazy. Like, just what? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Rebecca, go ham. Z, you said it. Three years is a long, long time. time. Just started acting crazy. But Rebecca's wrong, too. Yeah. Why is Rebecca wrong? Because how how do we go from three months to three years? That's a lot of because three months increments. she just said, I understand. I understand he has an obligation to his family. She's trying to be good that, and supportive. There's yeah, no obligation there to is, that. That's I not obligation. One, three months well, to three years, asked. that's not obligation. First of all, I always think that once you're you're in a relationship, married couple, what married or like dating, that when you bring somebody else into your home, we got to set rules before these, this person even comes in here. Mm-hmm. Because how long are they staying? Mm-hmm. She tried it. And we, and we did the, try we did the three months. It, but after a year, year and a half, we, we three years, bro. I'm turning, Mike. I'm turning to you. I'm gonna say your sister gotta go, and if she don't sister, go, I'm sister, going. The sister would have been outside. She would have been out because I would have just purposely moved us. I'm like, oh, we moving. <laughs> we get in a one bedroom, sis. There's no room for you, so figure it out. Cause we out, we downsizing. We can't so she afford this. Tell her boyfriend like, let's go find a one bedroom yeah. and move out, and just her. leave her like, oh, it's quiet. You gotta find somewhere to go. Yo. That's rough. It, yo, when you marry or get in a relationship with somebody to that extent, you like they say, you are marrying that person's family. That person, that their whole, that all that baggage and the stuff that's going on with their family comes with them. So that's true. Um, you, you're getting but, the signs now. So either act like a savage, <laughs> or you, cut you your have losses to. and go. She has that's to, or she got to stay in there, and keep keep deal the, with it. Yeah, at the end of the and day, complain, if you don't right? address it. You, nah. it, yeah, it, that's what it I'm just, saying. It so just she should, gets she... worse again. You cannot enable somebody in that kind of situation. It doesn't get any better at all. And we all know the old adage: pressure bust pipes. You put some fire under that ass. <laughs> put some real pressure on her. Like, yo, if you don't pay this bill, yeah. you really out. If you don't do X, Y, and Z. You got to go. Yeah. That's when you're going to see some action. You're going to see some action when you really put some pressure and apply some pressure on somebody. I'm going to tell you who I'd be applying pressure on. You, my partner. Because of that. Yeah. She's been applying pressure on him for three years. But he's and not, not enough. But he's not doing You just said pressure bust pipes. She ain't bust that pipe yet. Sorry. You know what? He's soft. You're, you're right, Z. But you, you see how he said he's soft? No, she's soft. They both, both soft. They both soft. <laughs> because... Because you're talking about talking to them and doing all that stuff, which is the right and the mature thing to do. Because I know what my answer would have been. The same thing where you like, oh, it's three months. Oh, it's six months. Oh, it's nine months. I'd be like, guess what? This ain't an ultimatum. Month 10, I'm leaving. 
You as Rebecca would say that? Yes, I'm out. That one bedroom you talking about, we gonna get? No, I's, I's gonna get that. <laughs> get one bedroom. If you wanna come, you're invited. You got about two months to figure it out. That's gonna bring us to a year. So by December, you ain't come to my wedding bedroom, I'm by myself, that's it. You and your sister can stay in here and do whatever it is you want. But that's also unfair to Rebecca, right? As far as like, this is our home. Now I got to leave my home because you done brought your sister up in here. Yeah. Y'all, y'all both got to go. So I want to let you know, you, at month nine, I'm going to say, listen, if you can't get her out within a year, y'all both got to go. Maybe that's me as a, as a male perspective. Oh, you to like, pick up and go. I'm yeah. I, I got to go. She, yeah, she needed to be talking to her partner. Talk to your partner. And get serious with him. Give him an ultimatum. For three years? You don't think she's been serious? No, no she not. Like, this is three serious. years? Like, to be like, I'm out. Like, this it's is too long. She hasn't been serious enough. She must be like, I'm not cooking dinner this Friday if if your sister's still listen, here. Listen. Like, not she's real stuff. going in there trying to be like, oh, it's her or, or me. Yeah. No, don't even give the ultimatum. Yo, next week, I found a place. I am leaving. Yeah. Why are you leaving? What do you mean, why I'm leaving? You it's been 36 months. <laughs> you, what you mean? Leaving how? What? That was I'm fast, not leaving man. you. You left me a long time ago. Because you, you want to live with your sister. Yeah, you want to live with your sister. sister. You left me, you know, 33 right. months ago when your sister was supposed to leave. So y'all can stay here and be married. I'm not doing it. I'm going to repeat something I said in our first rep- episode. Okay. Relationships are only worth it if they're added to, additive to your life and not giving you stress. Like if this is giving you stress, you don't need to be in it anymore. You could do bad all by yourself. I mean, you got to deal with a little bit of stress, but this three, not years, this three years of stress, nah. This is what I mean. So, like, you could do bad all by yourself. So, mm-hmm. I think I agree nah. with everybody else. You be yeah. stressing me, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in knowing what kind of stress Z over here talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, you that's should. for the offline conversation once I, lo- I press I love stop. You. That question just triggered me. <laughs> you get no, triggered? Yeah. no one's at your house. Do you have any house guests? No. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's at our house. It's fine. My brothers are already mooching off of somebody. You never know. Not me. They moved up my parents. <laughs> anyway, so I think the moral of the story today was you have to communicate. It's not black and white. It's not fake it with me or don't. It's like you can be your unfiltered self, but just bring me along for the ride. Right? Agreed. Okay, cool. And thank you, Iman and Mike. For coming and joining us. Y'all are right. For, for joining our little project. Thank you. Y'all are of right. Of course. Thank you for the invite. The jury's still on. When, when are we coming back. back? I was going to say the jury's out on that. All right, to be determined. Right. <laughs> you don't want to come back, Iman? Iman, Ryan. Yeah, what do you say? He's probably going to press me. He's going to be pressed. So I can come back and talk about this this time. Yeah, yeah. I'm what about there. this topic? We should talk about this on your podcast. I'm going to be like, bro. That's what Mike does. Text Zuri. Okay? <laughs> Just text Zuri. Yeah, I do. I come up with a lot of ideas. I'm like, yo, y'all should talk about that. Okay. Now you guys are trying to get some stuff. Please some email us at plentyopinions at gmail.com. <laughs> no, that's a, for real, for real. That's a wrap on episode two. Thank you for listening. And if you like us, you know what to do. Sharing is caring. You can find us on all the places where podcasts live. Apple, Spotify, Google, socials, all over the internet. Send us your letters at plentyopinions at gmail.com if you or a friend want or need more of our unprofessional advice. Expert advice. Expert according to Zuri and expert according to me. And let's all meet again here next week. See y'all. Bye.